0: I think for me, quite frankly, they save my life every day. They're the two best things that have ever happened to me. And, uh, you know, I'm always like, I don't know what I would do without them.
1: Hello, dog people. Welcome again to Rescued by a Dog, a podcast that brings you stories that the world needs right now about dogs who have actually saved their owners' lives. I'm Laura, a mom to two beautiful rescue dogs and author of the novel, Not Just a Dog. Today, I'm bringing you the inspiring story of two dogs, Bodie and Lucy, who pulled their owner Noah up from the depths, becoming his anchor in sobriety. Our sponsor today is one of my favorite companies, Major Darling, which gives us ethically made gear and accessories worthy of our beloved dog children. To check out their gorgeous martingales, leashes, and other products, go to majordarling.com and enter the promo code RESCUEDBYADOG to get 20% off of your order today. Now for a story about how dogs can help us access our most compassionate selves. Hi.
0: Hi.
1: (laughs) It's so nice to meet you.
0: And you as well.
1: Thank you, Noah, for joining me today to talk about your pups, Bodie and Lucy.
0: I can talk about them all day long.
1: (laughs) Awesome. I find that it is not hard to get people to talk about their dogs.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially, uh, you know, there's like two you're either a dog lover or you're not. Yep. Um, And uh, I'll tell you a funny story. My trainer and I, we we always walk before we sort of lift uh, and uh, Fort McHenry in downtown Baltimore. Uh, and I'm not particularly, uh, I, I'm not as fond of people as I am of dogs. Same. And so we'll be walking and, uh, he says hi to everybody that walks by and I'll ignore everybody that walks by, but if they have a dog, he'll say, he'll start to say to me as they're approaching, he'll say, easy, easy, easy. Cause I am like ready to like, you know, get on the ground and, and talk to the dog. <laughs> uh, and, and, and sometimes we'll ignore the person yeah, I'll have to remind myself that there's a person attached to the uh, leash of that dog. And, and, and that it's polite talking. to say hi. Yeah, right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So my, my Instagram uh, sort of information says I'm suspicious of people who don't like dogs, but I trust a dog when it doesn't like a person. Bill Murray said oh that. My God, so, I love that. So, um, I got Bodhi in February of, uh, I guess, 2016. And uh, I was not looking for a dog. And uh, I I have, uh, I I suffer from anxiety and depression. Uh, I'm a recovering addict. Uh, And so my mom had been sort of after me to get a dog for a while. Uh, And I just felt like the timing was bad. And I was traveling for work and I was working a lot. I was spending a lot of, you know, that was sort of defining my life at that time was was work. And uh, I had this, I have this, I have two trainers uh, and so Marissa and Reese. And so Marissa, who is also a big dog person, uh, she and I were working out on an unusually warm February afternoon uh, outside. Uh, and this girl walked by with a dog and Marissa also gets distracted by any dog easily. Uh, and so so this woman walked by with a dog and Marissa stopped to talk to her and you know he was really cute uh he's a golden retriever pointer mix uh short-haired pointer mix but he he looks he has sort of that yellow lab look about him and he was uh a little standoffish uh you know he let me pet him and I have a picture where I'm sort of uh holding on to him and his tongue is out but he you know he he wasn't he, 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 You know, some dogs are just overly effusive in their attention and and he wasn't, um, but he was really cute. And the leash on the dog said, adopt me. So Marissa ah. starts talking to this girl about, you know, well, what's, what's the story? And, and so the girl says she's fostering him and Marissa says, oh, you should, you should adopt this dog. And I said, I, I don't have time. To- I don't have time to adopt this dog. Not really in the cards for me, but I went home and for some reason I couldn't stop thinking about him. And I thought. I'll, I'll go online to the website. I thought I'll fill out, I'll fill out some paperwork. I'll, I'll, I'll sort of put an inquiry in. And if they call me back, then it was meant to be. And we'll, we'll go from there. And so Um, if
1: he wasn't overly affectionate, what was it about him that made you keep thinking about him?
0: Uh, I, you know, I don't know. I, he, he was just, he, he was so cute. And, and, uh, and I thought, he seemed so laid back. I think, I think he was, he, he was so, he was so chill, you know, and, and I didn't hear from them. And I thought, well, maybe, maybe the, maybe they didn't get my email. I'll call the woman that runs the organization. Um, and I'll leave, you know, if I get her, then, then it was meant to be. So I called her and I left a voicemail and I didn't hear anything. And, uh, I thought, well, I'll try one more time. And if I you really don't, then I'm I'm going to move <laughs> on.
1: <laughs> so you weren't about so to I, move on. So
0: I I got her. I think on the third time I got her, she answered, and she said she'd been trying to reach me, and so she she came over uh, and she met us, and I took Jim up to the uh, foster mom's uh, uh, house.
1: And who is Jim? Is that your partner or Jim's another Jim's my dog? partner. No, okay. Jim's
0: my partner. Jim's my partner. And we sat with uh, we sat on the floor and you got a chance to sort of play with Bodie. And again, he was sort of like standoffish and a little bit cool. He was about 10 months old at that point. Uh, And so we, um, you know, we decided that we would, uh, we would go ahead and, and, you know, they do sort of a two week trial period where they'll put the dog with you. And if for any reason it doesn't work or it's not a good fit, they'll take the dog back and uh, re-foster, no questions asked. You know and so they they tell you don't go out and buy everything we, we give you everything sort of to start with and of course i ran out and i bought everything um and and i remember saying i think that night or the next day calling patricia riska who runs the program uh where he came from that uh we can just move ahead with the adoption um i was like you know i we're not going to do this too weak we're not going to pretend to go through this for two weeks. <laughs> like we can, we can proceed right. uh, as planned.
1: What was he like when he got home with you?
0: Uh, so the first night, you know, he was, um, again, he was very sort of like, I. he wasn't cautious in a fearful way. He just wasn't like this run up and jump into your lap type of dog. And uh, I think, I think I liked uh, the idea of a challenge of trying to get this dog to, to love me. And, and, um, and, and so in the beginning it was, it was tough because I wasn't sure he liked me and we had initially we had a no, no dog in the bed, no dog on the furniture rule. And so we had a dog bed (laughs) for him and uh, you know, he would sleep in his bed and he never barked. And uh, you know, and I thought this is a great dog to have in an apartment because he doesn't, he doesn't bark and you know, he doesn't, he doesn't make any noise. And, and he just, uh, you know, and in those early days, like, I mean, he'd go with me everywhere. I mean, I was living in a city, so, you know, downtown in the city, so we could walk everywhere. And we'd walk, and he was always great with other dogs. And he was, you know, he was fine with other people, and um, and he was super friendly. Uh, but he just, you know, he wasn't the dog that ran over every time he he saw you. He would, however, the woman that ran Wings of Love, when he would see her, he would get very excited. And I remember being like jealous that, you know, he seemed to remember her and like (laughs) had that connection with her, but he, you know, he and I hadn't established that yet. Um,
1: Please tell me that changed. I want this dog to like you so bad.
0: And so, so uh, uh, in April of that year, so it was, no, it was 2017, because in April of that year, I turned 40 my friends and family had planned a trip. And so we went to this uh, place in West Virginia. So we brought Bodie with us and we thought it's not our bed. So we'll let him, we'll let him up on the bed. And uh, that was the last time we ever had a no bed roll uh, for him. I get that. Uh, And then the, the dog on the furniture roll went out the window. I, I just always believed he sort of could sense for me when I was having a tough day or things were a struggle and so um I started taking him everywhere with me and you know and about 6 months or so into having him we were uh playing on the floor and I started to dig in his bed and he started to dig and I stopped and he barked at me and and I remember being like nervous because I was like I, you know y- y- you you know as you're still sort of figuring out dogs and what will trigger them and i was like is this like is he nervous like is he barking cuz he's about to do something and it's like he found his voice and so from there on out he had no problem barking when he wanted something it's almost like he was wasn't sure that this was going to last, so he didn't want to like allow himself to get overly connected to whoever he was with.
1: So, uh, what did you know he liked you? Uh,
0: I I think I think after he started barking, um, and and realized that uh, he could get into some trouble, and nothing nothing was going to happen. You Nobody know, sent him away. So the organization that he came from, Wings of Love, is, is actually – so he, he, he's from Kuwait. And um, the woman – so the woman that actually found him when he when, – when Layla first found him, that's the Russian who found him, uh, he, you know, he was uh, – he had been sick. Um, and they had sort of gotten him healthier uh, and got him healthy enough, and then he, they brought him over to the U.S., uh, and and how old she,
1: was he when they he fell. was
0: about? Uh, so, I mean, when they found him. He was newly born. I mean, he was probably maybe a month old or so. So she oh, had him tiny. for about. Yeah. So she had him for probably about eight months or so. And then uh, Wings of Love brought him over to the States. You know, and I think I think for him, maybe he was a little bit nervous that, you know, he'd had once he'd been found taken care of in Kuwait, he'd had a really good existence. Um, and so, uh, you know, until he sort of realized that, that this was all his now. Um, and, 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 uh, and we just became like, you know, inseparable. I mean,
1: yeah, well, so so I was going to ask, how does, what did your relationship end up like after it changed? Like, how does he tell you that he loves you now?
0: Oh, uh, I mean, he, first of all, like he, wherever I am, he generally will, will be. I mean, he likes to, you know, of the two dogs, he's the one that if I want to lay around all day long in bed, he'll lay around all day long in bed with me and be totally happy and comfortable with that. (laughs) And, uh, I'd say the first year while he was always a good dog, it was a lot of me trying to like figure out if he was going to take to me or, or, like me. And, you know, we would tell him over and over again, this was his forever home. Um, and we have a, we also have a place uh, at the beach in Delaware. Uh, and so we would take him down there and he like loved the beach. And, and about a year after we had him, you know, his personality started to really sort of shine through and he's just got these like quirks. Um, you know, he, uh, I drink Hint water and his trick is he likes to take the caps off after you're done drinking. He doesn't chew the bottle, doesn't chew the cap. He just likes to take them off. And so- That's cute. You know, so when you're drinking a Hint and he realizes what it is, he'll come and sit and wait for the bottle. But, <laughs> uh, you know, if you pet him under his neck, he'll sort of let out a long moan and he likes Aww. it when you, and you know, he makes these funny sounds, um, as you're, as you're petting him. Um, And we started, we decided that it was time to move out of the apartments and look for a house and get a yard. Um, And so when we found the house that we're currently in, we had taken him with us uh, to see the house. And, you know, it's a a fenced property. And we let him out back and he just just ran. And, you know, and it was this time of year and the leaves were on the ground and he, you know, basically I felt like we were buying him this really nice house (laughs) we were gonna live in, but it was really for him.
1: (laughs) So at, at some point you got a second dog and that's we Lucy did. and you rescue Lucy is a rescue also. She is a rescue. And mm-hmm. how did she fit in with this whole, with Bodhi and your whole family?
0: The woman in the Russian woman that found uh, Bodhi had reached out to me and said that she had found this other dog uh, whose name was Afina and uh, sent me pictures of Afina and would we be willing to at least get her to the States and foster her until, you know, we could find a family for her? And uh, she was about four months old. And uh, that was a really challenging uh, for me. Jim did better with it. Um, she was a she's also a German short-haired pointer mix. She's Irish setter haired pointer. You know, and I think part of it was like the getting her trained and again, getting her acclimated. To I mean, she was peeing, in the beginning. She was peeing on the bed, and like
1: you stuck it out.
0: We did, and and she's so cute, and she's such a lover, and so like, and we we say all the time like we can't imagine life without her, and we can't imagine life without them, and you know now like the two of them are best friends, and um and Bodie was never like, he, he didn't, he, he didn't care about getting in the car, but he was never like a big car person, but Lucy loves driving in the cars and Bodhi loves driving in the car. Now, like they, they took best qualities from each other and they um, integrated them into their own sort of personalities. And, you know, when you would come home and you would wear a baseball hat, Bodhi used to jump up to take the hat off and run around with your hat. Now Lucy does that. And, <laughs> um, and so like, you know, they, they have these, these just funny qualities about each other. Um, that, that they've adopted. Um, but they, they both have these drastically different personalities. And so, um, it's like you get from them, you you don't, you know, Lucy gives you energy where Bodhi gives you like stability and calmness.
1: Um,
0: again, like they moderate my emotions for me. Um,
1: Mm.
0: and, uh, I can be, you know, I've been told I don't give off always like the friendliest vibe, uh, except when I'm talking about the dogs. And then (laughs) as you can see, like I could talk about them literally forever because like they're the two best things that have ever happened to me. Um, And uh, you know, I'm always like, I don't know what I would do without them. You know, I, like I said, I grew up with dogs. I was always a dog person. I just didn't think I was like a crazy dog person. And And suddenly, like after having Bodhi for that first year, like it's all I could talk about was like that I had this great dog.
1: You have had your own really notable struggles in life and Bodhi and then Lucy who came later are really integral to you being alive right now. Yeah. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about that and how they are responsible for you being here with us?
0: Um, you know, I was, uh, like I said, I, I, had been in rehab in 2012. And so, um, I, you know, I, I, was struggling both with mental health and, and sort of ongoing substance abuse issues. And, um, I'm in therapy. I've been in therapy for over 10 years at this point. Um, and, and I think, you know, as a lot of people with depression or anxiety, uh, at times have experienced, I mean, sort of suicidal ideations. Or suicidal thoughts. Um, I, when I'm talking about that with my therapist, uh, and and I'm in a particularly sort of dark spot, uh, they, you know, they'll say to me like, "Well, why, why won't you? Why wouldn't you do it?" And my first answer is the dogs. I can't leave the dogs. The dogs won't understand like what happened to me. They won't know where I am. And I was like, so I can't. I can't let anything happen to me because of the dogs, um, and so that that has been a tremendous driver for me. In you know, and, and I can't say that I've always made good or healthy choices in the time that I've had them, but it is always the reason that I. Try not to sort of overdo anything or overindulge, or um, or certainly have never acted on any of the suicidal ideations uh, because I'm always worried about like, well, what would the dogs think?
1: Yeah. Um, Is there a moment that you would be willing to share? I know it's super vulnerable. Where the dogs were responsible for pulling you out of a bad decision?
0: I think certainly with Bodhi, uh, I had um, uh, I had relapsed um uh one of the times after bodhi and um you know was using was using heroin and and so uh you know i decided that i needed to i needed to get clean um and and just sort of stop with it and you know and i just like again you you, i would look at bodhi and be like this dog you know who came from kuwait like who deserves the absolute best you know, it's amazing. Like I'm better, you know, I treat my dogs and feel strong, more strongly about my dogs at times than I do about myself. Hmm. Um, I mean, the idea of like, you know, I, I can think, you know, I can think of hurting myself far more than I can ever think about hurting. Like me thinking about doing something to myself doesn't, uh, cause me to sort of tear up or feel sort of this, uh, a strong emotional response. The idea of something happening to the dogs, uh, you know, makes me insanely like emotional. Um, oh,
1: it's making me and, emotional.
0: And so I can't, you know, and, uh, and, you know, if we jump to sort of like right now, um, you know, I lost my mother two weeks ago. And so it's been, um, you know, it's, she and I were really, really close. And, and again, like to have these two dogs that, you know, need you to wake up in the morning and take them out and feed them, Um, even, even sort of in my deepest sort of moments of depression, um, I don't neglect them. I don't like... I mean, I you know, again, I live with somebody, but I take my responsibility to them very seriously. So I think for me, quite frankly, they save my life every day.
1: It's interesting, isn't it, that animals allow us to get in touch with our most sensitive side? Watching a TV show... People are getting blown up right and left, but if something happens to a dog in a TV show, I lose it. I can't watch. I can't watch it anymore. And it's totally. like, it's there's something in those of us. Like you said, there are people who love dogs and people who don't get it. But if you love dogs, there's something about a dog that allows you to access like your most compassionate, your most yeah. empathetic self. It's
0: the only time I feel like I, I was a really sensitive kid, and um, and I think. I think part of uh, as I became an adult, I sort of closed, you know, and I wasn't I had I had a good childhood. I wasn't bullied. I had good friends, but I was sensitive. And I think, you know, as kids will tease you about that, I I don't think that I was growing up in this overly bullied uh, sort of environment by friends of mine. But I learned to sort of shut that down and um, and dogs are like the most unconditional givers and lovers and they they don't they don't hold a grudge and they don't judge you and dogs are just these unconditional beings and you know at the end of the day like bodie and lucy are still animals and um you know but they're animals that don't get to choose how they exist, you know, whether they're going to be loved or not. And so my job as I see it is to love them unconditionally, uh, the way that they love me and they love me, whether I'm depressed, they love me, whether I'm, you know, uh, making bad choices. Uh, they love me, you know, on good days. They love me on bad days. Um, and I, you know, and so I, I think every day they, they just remind me why I want to be here.
1: God, that's, Awesome. That's really powerful. Is there any way, is there any concrete difference in you in a day before you had dogs and a day now? Like, how do you think differently or is there something you do that's different? Like, what's different about you?
0: I was a very, um, I'm very anal retentive and uh, sort of a, a bit of a neat freak. And so part of my control issues. Uh, have always been about, you know, the ability I can control whether dishes are put away and beds are made and all of that. Uh, I can't control the dogs all the time. I mean, I control them, you know, to an extent, but um, I, I would joke with my therapist that, you know, if the old Noah could see what the Noah with dogs is like, I mean, the how there's toys everywhere. Um, the bed is almost never made anymore mm-hmm. because, uh, and and the bed, quite frankly, and I, I'm embarrassed to put this out there publicly, but it, it's kind of gross. I mean, we have two dogs <laughs> that sleep in it with us, and you know, they they bring dirt in from outside, and and we we wipe them down. But like, you know, and we we obviously change the sheets regularly, but there are times where we're sleeping with grass clippings and you know
1: yeah.
0: other stuff, and and like you know, and I mean, Lucy, it's just
1: grass, it's you know, just
0: grass and. You know, and like it has made me more tolerant of, um, you know, sort of of mess. Uh, and again, and probably like people who have children, um, it, you know, it has made me a more patient person. Hmm. Um, and I am not a particularly patient person. And on the days when I have somewhere to be and I'm trying to get Lucy to go to the bathroom. And she's distracted by the blade, blade of grass blowing a certain way or a bird flying over or a squirrel or a deer or whatever. And I'm like, I need you to do this so I can get going. Um, you know, and and I, I also deal with, you know, so again, I deal with anger issues and all of that. These dogs have made me really have to slow down and yeah. again, realize that I can't, I can't, ta- I'm not taking it out on them. I, you know, they they wouldn't yeah. understand why suddenly I'm yelling and, and I get frustrated, but I always make sure that it's in a way that doesn't feel threatening to them. Um, you know, or I'll say to Lucy, like, you are a giant pain in my ass today, uh, but I love you <laughs> and you sure are cute when you do it. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, I, I Lucy will. Um, so she's, you know. Uh, if she wants attention, she's big at pawing at you. And so I'll be texting or I'll be on my phone and she'll paw at me and, and I'll put my phone down and I'll be like, do you need attention? Is that what you need right now? You know, and so I'll give her sort of this undivided. I mean, again, J- Jim and I would probably both agree we're better to the dogs than we are to each other as a, as a couple. I mean, you know, <laughs> he'll be like, I need attention. And I'll be like, I'm busy. I, I'm texting.
1: Yeah. You know, One of the dogs
0: <laughs> needs attention. And I'm like, let me put this down. What do you need right now? What can I, what can I do for you right this minute? What, what do you need me to like snuggle you? Is that what you're looking for? Do I need to rub your belly? You know what, what's happening here right now, and and that's um, just
1: joy, right? That's like a moment of joy that wouldn't have been in your life otherwise. If you get that moment where you're like, "Yeah, I'm busy, but I'll snuggle," you know,
0: absolutely. And I think it's the only time I, again, from an emotional perspective, it's the few times I let myself be vulnerable, like completely vulnerable, is mm-hmm. with is with the dogs. With them, I don't have to put on a front. I don't have to pretend everything's okay. I can just be however I am in the moment, and they accept it uh, and, you know, they don't ask questions. They just accept sort of, you know, dad's sad or dad's this. I mean, we tell each of them both, you know, both of them separately. I mean, Jim and I literally, We'll come together and I'll be like, I just told Bodie how much I loved him. and was like, oh, I was telling him the same thing in my
1: office earlier. <laughs> I love that so, so. <laughs> much. I love how much they trust you. And I love how much you trust them. Because I can tell that you do trust them to like hold your, yeah. hold space for you wherever you are, like whatever Every you're time. going through. Yeah. All the time.
0: All the time. It's
1: an incredible gift for a dog to give to a yeah. person.
0: I agree. I could not agree with you more. So, I mean, I, you know, I, I, People are like, oh, it's so great you saved them. I'm like, they saved me far more than I saved them. I mean, that's that's the truth.